Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And Erio's production. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. 39 and single. Can someone help me out? He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. From gay to straight, black to white. Tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need everyone thanks for tuning back into spermcast first of all i want to say a huge thank you to all of my new patreon subscribers i may have this wrong because it seems insane but since i went on my hiatus up until today it looks like i have about 50 new patreon subscribers is that possible if so that's nuts and awesome and thank you thank you thank you so much i now have 175 subscribers and 480 bucks coming in every month to help pay for all my damn doctor visits and medications so bless you all now sorry i left you on such a cliffhanger last week but by the end of this episode you will be all caught up on where i am today there's a lot to talk about so let's get started Amanda and I got to interview our friend and fellow comedian, Amy Phillips. If you're a fan of The Real Housewives, then you probably know Amy because she is a master impersonator of all the housewives, and you've seen her over and over again on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. She even has a daily radio show where she recaps all the Bravo shows. It's called Reality Checked with Amy Phillips. It's on Radio Andy on Sirius XM. Now, I've never seen The Real Housewives, but Amanda is a big fan, so I made Amy give us a little sample. Um, sure. Okay, I will get to Ramona because Real Housewives of New York is on tonight. It was the finale. Okay. And Ramona's <laughs> moving to, I think, Sutton Place. Um, and, and, oh my, and of course, I mean, the Real Housewives of New York, it's like tonight was the finale. So it was kind of insane and incredible. And, uh, Luann Dillisubs did her Christmas show, darling. And, uh, it was, she, she got on stage and she was like, it's Christmas time. <laughs> and it was very, it was, it was great. It was great. And then of course, Bethany Frankel is just like, oh my God, I'm not, I get life is not a cabaret. And like, I almost died because of fish soup. So it was an amazing season. So there you go. Those That's are, all New those York. Those are good. Molly, I was going to ask are good. you. I, I believe you. She did it. No, I was going to ask I you. I was going to ask who's the one that you do where you go like that, 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 and you did <laughs> it. Is that Bethany? That's Bethany. I guess so. I think so. They all kind of have a flailing about them Amazing. but yeah Bethany. <laughs> now we went on to compliment amy for hours but then finally she interrupted us what is it why am i here are you are you okay, making okay. me feel too you're good here. about myself you're no, here still. because nice um here. well you have uh, a beautiful baby daughter who just turned two. Oh my god yeah i want to hear about your very long arduous journey that got oh you to having god. your little one Oh, it is a journey. And it's going to be interesting to try to remember because like I didn't really go over it in my head when I was coming over here. I'm like, oh, it'll it'll work itself out. It will. It will. But I remember some details you've told me in the past. Yes, I know, because I you were there at a very pivotal time. Oh, yeah. You know, when I saw you. Mm -hmm. So I remember I can start there when I saw you and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do because I had just done a round of IVF and. Mm -hmm. I had no normal embryos. Mm. Like 
you know the process and you guys have talked about it on your show on your podcast where it's like you if you do IVF and you get all the eggs and then you get the embryos yeah then they wait you know this five days that they have to grow and then you test them right and if you don't have you know they have to have the right amount of chromosomes or else you're not going to do a transfer so when I did this round of IVF I had no normal embryos how many eggs did they get uh, 19. Oh my God. And no and I got, normal embryos. It went from like 19 eggs to like 13 embryos to, then it went down to like eight, seven, six, With each five. passing day. There were like two or three left to test at that point. They made it to five days and none of them were normal. Oh my God. We've touched on IVF before, but I don't think we've ever gone over the exact details of what happens in an IVF cycle. So let's do that. IVF stands for in vitro fertilization, which means fertilization in the lab or something. Basically, the woman does hormone injections in her tummy for a couple weeks in order to stimulate the ovaries to grow more follicles and allow more eggs to grow to maturation. When it's getting close to ovulation, she does a trigger shot, which causes her follicles to release the eggs 36 hours later. At this point, the doctor puts her under, goes into the vagina with a long-ass natal, goes through the vaginal wall, and sucks out each mature egg. At this point, the embryologist takes over and combines the egg with the sperm. They can either let nature take its course and toss them all together, or they can do ICSI, which is intracytoplasmic sperm injection, where they can pick a single sperm and inject it into the egg. Now let's say you retrieve 15 eggs and they try to fertilize all of those. Maybe 12 of them will survive and become immature embryos. The thing is, we need these immature embryos to last till day 5 when they become blastocysts, but most of them will not make it that far. On day 2, you'll have 10, on day 3, you'll have 8, and by day 5, maybe you'll have 4 embryos. At this point, you can either put a couple of those blastocysts right back up into the coochie, or you can freeze them and have them sent off for PGS testing, which is pre-implantation genetic screening. PGS testing has its pros and its cons. On the upside, you can find out if the embryo has any chromosomal abnormalities and possibly avoid a miscarriage. Another benefit is that testing takes a couple of weeks, and in that time, the woman can have time to prepare her uterine lining for implantation. The downfall is that sometimes freezing embryos and cutting into them to do these tests can cause them to become inviable. So you can send four off for testing, and two of them may be normal, but maybe only one of them will survive the thaw. Anyway, too many details. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Anyway, the point is I, uh, uh, it's a lot for a woman and her partner if she has one to endure. And then when you spend $15,000 on IVF and end up with no embryos, it is devastating. And you have no idea if you'll have any better luck if you try again and then again and then again. But hopefully you do try. And that's where Amy was at the end of her first IVF cycle. But that was when I saw you and you were like, fuck it, who cares? Just do it again. Do it again. (laughs) You were very um, encouraging, and I really appreciated that about you. You were Aww. so positive, and you were like, screw it. Like, forget it. Just do it again. What were we and doing? Like, Headshots or something? I don't know. Or did I, just you, I think you may have been coming over to get a wig or something. <laughs> Honestly, it was something really, like, something very Yes, us. probably during The Bachelorette. Something very The Bachelor when I was, um, yeah. I don't know. But that was after I had already had three miscarriages where I had conceived on my own. Okay, hold on then. And so back that's, up. Yeah. We're going to so start there. We started in the middle. Okay, so so you started your first miscarriage. Yeah. How far along were you? Very early. It was like maybe three weeks, four weeks tops. Did you, were you having pregnancy symptoms yet? No. Okay. And have any pregnancy symptoms? They would probably just call that. As something, what is it called? Morning no. sickness? No, not no, what? a symptom, but when it just sort of like passes Oh, a chemical pregnancy. Yeah, I think that would be considered a chemical pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. The second one, I, I went 10 weeks and it was like very bad. That yeah. was when I saw you at some point this during This time that. I feel like we were taking headshots. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because I remember you telling me. Oh, no. yes, it was. It was after that because I I know why. Because my after. hair was dark. <laughs> you want to know why I know that? Because you know when you go through this is not. I mean, I'm laughing, but like. I want to take my shirt off. I'm warm. <laughs> can oh, I no, I'm going to turn wait, the well, air well, That's not, not coming in. Po- I can that just take podcast my- already happened. I know, that but it's where not coming in because I just want to take my shirt off. I don't think you will. I can also turn on the air. I don't want the air on. I get cold. Okay, you know, take your shirt like off. A, that's fine. It's a sports bra. Yeah, it's fine. Hold on. I thought I was going to be offended. really... I'm really, I'm also wearing this weird necklace with a pregnant woman on it. Don't laugh. Wait, Molly. I didn't notice. What is that? I'm really crazy. It looks like you're in Bachelor in Paradise and you're wearing one of those microphones they make them wear. It totally does. Somebody gave it to me. It's a pregnant, I don't know. Is it supposed to do something? She told me that it brought her a baby. And That's then sweet. she told me that it was given to her by somebody and that was given to that lady by somebody and that it all it helped whatever. Yeah, it's like a fertility statue person. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, this is so weird. That's I mean it's fine. I just don't want cold air, but I'm like hot. Right. I hear you. I hear you. I get it. I get it. Can this I see that? I, I love that this is the second time you've taken your shirt off during one of your podcasts. Well, I'm different. I've grown now. I don't I'm not as scared. So this is definitely homemade. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, this describe is like it. Antiques Roadshow. Describe it. Okay, so but what I have here is like seems to be some sort of hard wax um, backing, like a little frame. Yeah, it's and a, then kind in, of a teardrop shape. And a teardrop shape. And then in the middle is a... Um, About an inch wide. A pregnant woman sitting cross-legged mm-hmm. um, with her hands sort of over her knees in like a grounding meditative stance mm-hmm. with a maybe... Almost to full term pregnant, I'd say eight or nine months with very large breasts, <laughs> large round breasts that are settled on her large belly. She has very long hair also. You can't really see where it ends. So I'm assuming where it, the other begins. Yeah. But anyway, it's a gorgeous piece. And no, I would say that it, this could be worth at auction maybe a couple thousand dollars. I don't know. I've Score. never. Oh, my gosh. She's fully getting undressed. <laughs> This is really weird. I'm sorry. I don't, don't care. apologize. I'm, do, I'm doing great. <laughs> You've got a coat on. I've got a jacket on. I mean, I, I'm always cold. My house is always cold. I'm like, I'm in my Maybe I'm, I'm dying. A hot flashes. Oh. Maybe you're... Maybe, but... We don't know. Well, I guess... Or do oh. you... Are we going to get... No. I don't know. Okay. But I guess... <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to tell my listeners... I see. What, where I am in this right. conversation. Well, since I completely interrupted Amy to make a scene, I might as well just tell everybody what's up. Here's the update. If you recall from the cliffhanger I left you on last week, it was 628.19 and I had just had the best time driving to Palm Springs to hang out with my basketball team and I was debating whether or not I should do a pregnancy test in the morning. The next night, 629.19, I wrote this in my journal. 629.19. Negative pregnancy test today. Still a little early, but not that early. There's still a chance there's a little guy in there, but I have no idea. And this sucks. Should I wait for Monday? Maybe. Here's an entry from the next night. 630.19. Not pregnant. Bleeding a little bit. Did not take test, but obviously didn't have to. We'll test tomorrow to make sure. Felt so sorry for myself all day. I just feel like shit. I'm so sick of trying. Adam, sweet Adam. Adam is my brother, everybody. Adam came over to make me feel better. And I cried and said things like, Why can't I just have one thing? Why does everyone else get what they want and I don't? 
No man, no career, no baby. I have nothing. It was a little much, but he just let me complain. On Friday, I felt like I was on top of the world, and when I'm trying, that's how I feel. Like everything is aligned. And when it doesn't work, I feel like a fucking failure. Like, why me? Why can't I just succeed at one fucking thing? But all of that self-pity is crazy because I know how lucky I am. And I'm so grateful for all the people that care about me. Okay, journal entry done. Now, here's a voice memo I recorded that day. Warning, it's like a 12 on the cry meter and like a 20 on the self-pity meter and very embarrassing, but I'm sharing it so you can understand the thoughts that were going through my head and the thoughts that might be going through someone else's head during this process. So in my case, what's going through my head? Well, this and how awkward it is. Try to express myself to my uh, voice memo. But other feelings of uh, failure and... uh, what am I going to do? Am I going to do an IUI? Or am I going to do IVF? Why didn't it work? What's wrong with me? I thought the timing was right. Everything seemed to be good this time. What am I doing wrong? And I don't think I'm doing anything wrong, but I'm just scared it's never going to happen each time it gets scarier. (sighs) Feeling a lack of fulfillment lack of anybody to share my life with I just feel fucked I just don't know what I'm doing with my life I already have so little why can't I just have this one thing it just doesn't feel fair everybody else has a fucking family and I'm alone feeling very negative right now I know that I've been crying my face is all fucked up and I'm gonna have swollen eyes tomorrow oh fuck I gotta stop crying because I have an audition tomorrow and I look like I look like a monster (laughs) oh god all right goodbye again Okay, okay. Are we okay, everybody? I hope you're okay. Don't worry about me. That was just one night. Yeah, sure, I felt pretty shitty that night, but the next day I was a little bit better, and the next day a little better than that, and then I was fine. I'm okay. Look, let's just get back to Amy, okay? She's fun. And then we'll talk about me a little bit more later and what I decided to do after that. I'm back. We're back. Okay. We're back. So We're live. Okay. Okay. Um, So, you... Yes. The second time I got pregnant mm-hmm. out of the three yes. was the worst. Okay. So that lasted 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. I got sick at five weeks <gasps> and I, I had hyperemesis gravidarum. Say now it again you, slowly. Okay. So it's called hyperemesis gravidarum uh-huh. and it is a condition that is, it's an extreme nausea state of nauseam and it's like morning sickness but I don't really consider it morning sickness I think it's a whole different level of just being ill Mm -hmm. Uh, you can't stop throwing up and when you're not throwing up you're trying not to throw up Mm. Um, it's the craziest thing it's it's insane Uh, Kate Middleton had it apparently Mm -hmm. and Amy Schumer had it Mm. Amy Schumer in my opinion I'm so glad that she spoke out about this because you know it's just it's hard for people to understand because and 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 if you have it you you just don't really 
tell people or you don't want to explain it because they'll they just sort of brush it off like you're just you just have morning sickness yeah but it's not that and people can be hospitalized because of it Mm -hmm. um so i took like medication um Uh they tried several different kinds on me and none of them were working or making a dent so i was still throwing up um then what they did was I got like this home care situation where they come in and they take care of you. They come in and give you IVs and all this stuff. And then they gave me like a port like in my stomach. Good God. And then what it was was it's this amazing thing where they were – it was like Zofran, which mm-hmm. is the, nause, the um, nausea medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just being pumped into my stomach directly. And like with the click of the machine that was always on me – you could like tell it when to dispense. And if you were having a really bad episode, you could do like this thing where it's called like a, a I can't remember what it's called, like a bolt or some weird name. And then like you get like a shot of it. Like you can, and it's like hooked up to something where you call like the phone. It's crazy, but it worked. Like it did. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. Did it stopped friend, me from throwing up. The Zofran like, didn't work orally? No. Wow. Which is so weird. It's just amazing that something like that, because it's so much more extreme. It's going directly into your system and it's a constant stream. Like it's yeah. not stopping. You just, you kind of like make it go higher doses or lower doses. You can kind of gauge it. But it, 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 it totally took me down from, I, I, I can't, I lost count. It was one day, like I had threw, thrown up like 15 times. Oh my God. And, and when I wasn't throwing up, I wanted to throw up. Mm. It was the most disturbing thing. I, it's like, and Amy Schumer talks about it in her, her latest stand up on Netflix, which is unbelievable. Um, and she's like, it feels like a hangover, but it's like, it feels like you have the flu, like the worst flu in the world and a hangover at the same time. I mean, oh. you don't really have body aches, but it's just like that nausea. It's just crazy. So anyway. And when you're pregnant, you need to be getting nutrients in yes, you. Yes. That's did, what's tough too. Did you have to, I mean, could you eat? I, I couldn't really eat, but what I learned was, and talk to somebody, you have to check in with somebody at like every single day and they're like, they want to know what you ate. They keep you on task. You have to do like this whole diary thing. And if you don't eat, your nausea is actually worse, which is the weirdest thing. So it's like such a catch-22 because you're like, oh, yeah, I really want to eat right now. <laughs> like, But if you but, you know, like once you got used to it, once I realized, oh, my God, if I do eat this bagel with cream cheese, I know I will actually feel better. So it was almost like a mind game where I had to. I mean, there were certain things I could eat. Um, it was just like basically a bagel and green cheese, <laughs> um, and like maybe like mac and cheese. I-, I can't remember. There were, there were certain amount of things that I could eat. And then at 10 weeks, I went in for my checkup and there was no heartbeat. Uh, had and you, it had was you had, fucking devastating. Did you have, um, an ultrasound before that with a heartbeat? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. It Amanda was, was there with me when we didn't have anything, but that was only at six weeks. I know. Yeah, but that's not horrible. only. It's not only. It is. Well, it just. It, it is what it is, and it's like there's yeah. a heartbeat, and then there isn't, and it's, it's a really terrible. Oh, moment. But also it having is. been through all of that, I know. That's how, I, that's how I felt. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I've gone through this for two months. I like, and now I have nothing. It was so awful, and I just remember it was so crazy because that day when I went in there. The doctor was like, well, first of all, it was St. Patrick's Day. So like mm. the nurses had like a, like a little Irish, like, you know, <laughs> swag on. And I'm like, oh, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like this is a, oh. so. Um, but the Wait. doctor's like, if you want to come back another day, like tomorrow, I can kind of like 
put you under or give you and give you a DNC. Or you can stay and wait and I'll be free in like an hour and I can give you a DNC today, but I can't give you anything to like put you out or put you under or something. And I was like, I'm not leaving. Like, yeah, I have to like. And so having a DNC without being it's not fun oh my that gosh. was so painful like I don't know about you didn't have that's why I, no I didn't have to do that okay yeah. okay yeah that's not fun but I, but I didn't know that people went that, that that they put people under for that I don't know if it's they put them under I just oh. know that I didn't for whatever reason mm-hmm. I don't know why but I could I, I think it was because of time or something because she was gonna just do me a favor basically and like, right. like, didn't want me to be tortured and go home and have to come back knowing what was going was on. Brett with you? Oh yeah, Brett oh. was totally there. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, because I couldn't really drive myself at that point because yeah. I was so sick. Um, oh yeah. So the weirdest thing though was like I swear to God, like on the way home, like no joke. I mean, the nausea was like lifted, like it was gone. And then all that week when I was healing and stuff, it just was the weirdest and most awful feeling because I was like, I. I'm so sad, but like I'm so relieved mm. because I couldn't, I was so sick for so long and I was bedridden. Like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do anything. It and you, and awful. when you were sick, you didn't know how long it was going to last. I know. And for that, do people, do they usually know? I mean, do they say this is, this could last nine months or this could, or this is usually over in the first trimester? Yeah. Right? They say it can last the entire time. It could last five months. It could last four months. They have no gauge. It's mm-hmm. the weirdest condition and there's just no answers. I think they, the most recent thing I saw was that it's in the genes and I mean, I'm quoting it because that's what they said. Like it's in your genetics but I don't know even know I mean it's like my mom didn't have that Mm -hmm. at all she's like I didn't even know I was pregnant till I was three months long I swear to god I was like (laughs) I don't know you like I don't how did this happen to me so that was very very disappointing so so that was the second uh time I was pregnant then the third time I got pregnant and I'm like okay wait so where in there did I see you after your second? second because I, you know, when you girls go through like traumatic stuff, they like either cut their hair hair. or they dye their hair. Uh, You know what I mean? (laughs) I I remember I was like growing my hair, like kind of like my natural color. And then I had them just go like a little bit darker. I was like, I was just fucked up. I was like, I'm so, you know. Yeah. So, and I was like, do my headshots because my hair is dark now. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I I know I have blonde ones of you. Yeah, yeah. We've done my headshots like three times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So that's when we reconnected and I told you about that. And so that was the first time I'd ever heard of hyperemesis, whatever, gravidarum. But then since then, I've heard about it from a few women and I think it's kind of strange that I'd never heard of it before and I think people should know that it happened. I know. I didn't know about it either until I was like kept throwing up and I kept throwing up and I'm like god this is like really bad and sometimes (laughs) people have to go and get um IV fluids Mm -hmm. right you didn't have to do that I did oh geez oh that's right yeah and 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 that that helps it helped a lot I mean Mm. I felt very refreshed after they came in fluids then that Zofran thing and by the way you have to put that port in your stomach I had like all these huge bruises in my stomach and you know like what that's like with IVF and stuff yeah IVF is like nothing compared to this. It was disgusting. Like it was, but again, amazing medical technology. Like it truly lifted so much of the, it stopped me from throwing up for the most part. I mean, I still did a little bit, but nowhere near like it was. 
I mean, people died. Like, I kept thinking, like, what did people do back in the day? Oh, well, they just died, you know? I mean, yeah. thank God. Like, I have this thing in my stomach that's, like, saving my life right now. Wow. Mm. I mean, and I don't know if the miscarriage, you know, had anything to do with the fact that I couldn't get nutrients in, into my body. I go back to, I have this other condition called, it's like a gene mutation, mm. which I found out um, through my uh, fertility journey which is it's MTHFR. I have that. Oh, really? Uh-oh. <laughs> do you really? I do, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, but I do take deal. methylfolate. Okay. Yeah. Don't <sighs> you worry, girl. Do you know if it's like the A or the C? I don't the, remember. Okay, because there are different levels of mm-hmm. it that can be more extreme than the others. And how does it manifest itself? Your, your body can't really metabolize stuff well folate mostly so it's folic acid uh, yeah your body can't metabolize metabolize folic acid and um unless it's in the natural form of like folate so you if there's folic acid in your regular vitamins with the have b in it um then it will really it'll clog your system basically so it's really great because they make these vitamins that are methylated already with that methylated vitamin in it so like since our bodies can't methylate that, then you can take it in its methylated form. Mm-hmm. But if you're taking the wrong stuff, that can kind of clog up your system. But it can also just kind of clog pathways in your body. People who have MTHFR have had multiple miscarriages. It's mm-hmm. affected that. Because if you don't have the correct amount of B in your system, then you know that can cause that your body can't create the spine for the baby. Mm. That B, that's why they always oh, say yeah, B it. is such an important vitamin. But also, yeah, I think MTHFR um, has been linked to spina bifida. Spina bifida, yeah. Because they're, you, you're not getting that important B to, to create the spine. I mean, that's the most important thing when you're creating. So it's so great that you're taking methylfolate. Yeah, since that's October. Awesome. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. And methylated B12. Yeah, yeah. Is the same? Yeah, okay. they're, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, well, I take they're them like both. kind of, like, you know, honestly, I, it's very confusing, but I'll just say yes. I take too many things, probably. But, no, that's really good, because honestly, I, I did not know that I was MTHFR until after I had three miscarriages and <gasps> the, um, the failed first IVF. Okay. And I found out when I went to another, um, uh, like, fertility center where I had success, they told me I was MTHFR and they said that they believe that this can be a cause of miscarriages Interesting. Um, and that could have something to do with that. So I wasn't, I feel like, you know, my body wasn't properly, you know, being supported in that mm. way. So I don't know. There's just, uh, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's <laughs> Facebook groups too. You guys yes. want to go on those? But, um, so yeah, okay, so, so I found then... out about the MTHFR thing, like way down the line. Yeah. But, um, that could be why I did, I did never had successful pregnancies why I was able to get pregnant but I was never able to keep being pregnant and that's why I'm like oh my gosh maybe that's what happened with my second you know what I mean like the chemical pregnancies that's one of those things like okay maybe something was wrong from the get-go but it's like 10 weeks in Mm -hmm. I was so sick they're like oh that's such a good sign you know (laughs) that it's like oh and then that it's something like that to happen I I don't know it's all it's just just you just don't know also I didn't know better to like my doctor didn't keep the tissue to test it at that time. Um, and I don't know why we didn't do that. That was so stupid. But then the third time I got pregnant and that was like, again, probably like five or six weeks in and I passed the tissue and then I did like what you did mm. and I brought that to me and I was like, can you please test it? And they couldn't find, it was like contaminated with too many 
like mm. with your own maternal, you know, like cells, like they right. couldn't get any information from it. I'm like, great. You know, I think so, they said mine was inconclusive. Yes, probably. Um, but I what could they find? Uh, like a chromosomal, chromosomal abnormality. Like yeah. A reason that your body rejected. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So. Okay. So when you first, <clears throat> what kind of age range are we talking about? <laughs> uh, 38. That's when you started trying? or uh-huh. start- Okay. Cool. So between 38 and 40 is when I had, uh, mm-hmm. I think, three miscarriages. Okay. And and you had, did you have hyperemesis gravidarum then? With, with my, not for the third one. Oh, good. But for the, my daughter that I have now that I successfully was able to conceive through IVF at a different um, fertility center, I did have hyperemesis you gravidarum. Did? I fucking did. Yeah. Mm. I didn't but remember that. But it wasn't that. as bad as the second time. Okay. I didn't have to have the port in my stomach. Thank God. I did take uh, some pills, Zofran and some other, this other kind of um, like nausea. Caraphate? Mm, no. <laughs> it's kind of like a, a B vitamin thing. I don't know. Mm. I did take some pills during that, but not, not as much as, as I would have normally. Yeah. I was pretty bedridden, but I was still able, like I was doing my show two days a week at that point. I was able to somewhat keep up with that because I would just <laughs> I we knew my husband oh, yeah. and I knew what we were getting into we knew what to prepare for and I know it sounds weird but like I like knowing that I was like okay I'm probably gonna be really really sick again which I was but it, again it wasn't as bad and then I would literally just be like throw up in the morning as many times as I <gasps> needed to go to my job throw up when I got there I did my radio show I got in the car and then like and that was an hour live show. So oh. it's like adrenaline keeps you going and you're like, okay, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Then the second I would get in my car and I'm halfway home and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And then I would just get home and like throw up and stay in bed all day. But I was able to Oh yeah, to that one was it. early in the morning, right? Yeah, that show was at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it just didn't get, it wasn't as extreme as the first time um, that I had it. And then it lasted five months. Oh my God. But it went away. And I mean, I consider myself one of the lucky ones because I know so many people and I've read and even Amy Schumer, like up in like nine months they have it. And it's like, I don't even know how they would do. Oh God. So, um, but that was a success story and my IVF was a success story too, obviously. Well, before you talk about IVF, I want to just quickly, I'm just curious about how long that third pregnancy lasted. Oh, right. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was only like, um five weeks okay 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 that and that one was the most i don't know i I don't know which one was the hardest you know but that one i thought for sure like that was going to be the one too you know what i mean like you just think like oh this is going to be the one and it just that hurt real bad Mm -hmm. and then i did the ivf after that yeah hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So what made you um, go from that third pregnancy to then transition into IVF? Because I thought something's wrong. Mm. 
something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with maybe, I mean, obviously I just thought I have old eggs. The quality isn't good and they're not, it's not working. I'm going to have to do IVF in order to get like the quality that I need so that, or I have to do IVF so I can up the numbers. It was a quantity game at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have to get the numbers. I have to get the numbers so I can maybe get maybe one good embryo out of this because I thought that the, all the eggs that I had were probably just not good. Right, so that they could test them before they, could test they them. okay. Yes, I see. they could test them exactly, and that's the key. So I mean, you didn't when just you're keep older. putting yourself through getting pregnant, getting pregnant yeah. naturally, and yes. having to miscarry. Plus, you're wasting time that way too. Mm-hmm. Totally. I also, you know, I was going. I went to your um, acupuncturist. Yes, I sent you to her. <laughs> so she sent me to her acupuncturist. I had gone before that. I had gone down to Irvine to this. Oh, my God. This is the craziest story. <laughs> so I buy a lot of wigs. Okay. <laughs> and, um, she, has, she has boxes full of wigs. <laughs> and so at this wig shop, Hollywood Wigs, which is now RIP, like, oh, my God, I'm so upset. They had to close their doors because, the you know, they upped the rent. But this woman and her her mother owned the shop and her daughter would work there. So I would go in there, I mean, often enough, and her and I have this friendship. And she's like, she went, she ended up telling me her story about IVF because I was like, oh, I'm trying to get pregnant, blah, blah, blah. She's like, screw IVF. I tried it and did not work. Here is the name of my acupuncturist. He's in Irvine. His name is Dr. Lee. So I went to Dr. Lee, no joke, twice, and I got pregnant like within a month. And I'm not kidding you. Like I was, I I, I told him, and I'm you like, had been trying again, and it hasn't, and it I had been trying on my own. So that may have been the first time I got pregnant. Now I, I gotta go back and look. I'm so, I'm so sorry, but I call her JJ Ron. But anyway, um, JJ Ron, I was seeing the la- She was the last acupuncture puncturist I was going to, like before I when I before I got pregnant mm-hmm. for the final time yeah. through IVF. J-Ron was in my neighborhood and I at that point already decided that I was going to be doing IVF. And so it was just like, just get my body ready for IVF. You know, I must have just finished doing um, my egg freezing at the time. And that's yes. why I knew J-Ron. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Amy, did you have eggs frozen? No. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I did not. No. God, I, I, you know, I think about that. Like I, when I was living in Chicago, like years ago, I was like, oh my God, I, I, I I had heard about it. it. I wish I would have done it. Right. People didn't do it as much back then. Now everybody does it. (laughs) I just think it's such an amazing, you know, thing out there that you can do because it's, it really does save things. I'm so glad that you did it. Yeah. But you don't know. I mean, there's zero guarantee that, uh, that those eggs will be viable. That's true. It's worth the risk though, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think it's a good investment. I'm glad Mm -hmm. I did it. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I'd gone the natural route with the uh, trying to get pregnant on my own and I'd done everything I feel like I could do. And then I was like, okay, something's got to be wrong. So that's why I chose to do IVF. And then I went and did that the first round and I just, like I told you how it went. So then I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Then I decided, oh, my best friend from like four years old was like, you have to go to the Colorado Center for Reproduction in Denver, Colorado, that's where I got my twins. Like, mm-hmm. you have to go there. Like, you're going there. And, and I've there's heard, no two ways about I've it. I've heard that that's, like, the best clinic in the country or something. Yeah, I've definitely it heard of, of it. Like, yeah, people fly there that. all the time. Yeah. yeah, when you told me about it, I was like, oh, I've heard, heard of that. that yeah. I mean, it's yeah. intense. I was like, oh, my God. But, I mean, I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah. They really are because it's all about the lab. 
Like you can have doctors telling you like how much to take or whatever, but if they're not doing the like scientific the, stuff in the lab, like, I don't know. It To me, I'm convinced it's all about the lab. Yeah. Are, are those people called endocrinologists? I don't know. I don't know why. either. I'm curious. The people in the lab? Yeah. The people that are sticking the sperm in the egg. That's Beaker. He's like, me, 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 me. <laughs> they're not called endocrinologists, y'all. They're called embryologists. Endocrinologists deal with your endocrine system, obviously. <laughs> Did you guys do ICSI? Or uh, yeah, we did ICSI. I mentioned this earlier, but ICSI is intracytoplasmic sperm injection, where they inject one single sperm into the center of one single egg. Just, they were just like, "We're doing it all. We're okay, just we're good. we're doing it all. We're putting the sperm right into that egg." How do they how do they pick the sperm to put into the egg? They because look at them and they go. They look at them through the in the petri dish and they look for the ones that have like. The good tail and that's like moving around, not the ones that's like in the corner, like, you know. But there's millions. Like, how do they know? I feel like the one that wins out of a million is mm-hmm. definitely going to be the star. Right. But then if they're just randomly picking from these this sample, mm-hmm. how do they know? I think they get you got to have a good picker, a good sperm picker. A good endocrinologist. <laughs> I think they just probably like look and they're like, they can just spot a good one, don't yeah. you think? I don't know. They've it just stands apart. No, <laughs> one that they're attracted I got an eye to. For sperm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How long were you in Den- Denver? Yeah, yeah. Denver for. So you go like you, which is, I went to a clinic here in in the Beverly Hills area, and I did like all of my mm-hmm. ultrasounds and blood work here, leading up to when I would go. So, so I would go out the first time for like the consultation and to talk to the doctor and what's the plan. Da, 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 da. And that was just like a day or two. Then you come back, you do all the medications, then you go back. You're doing all the, the medications at home. Yep, here. Shots in, in the in belly LA. every day. And the yep. butt too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the progesterone's in the butt, but that's mm-hmm. for the, when you transfer. Oh, okay. So I don't I don't know about the butt stuff. The butt stuff. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you about the butt stuff. <laughs> I don't do it. Um, no, but they just, the progesterone is what you take when you're getting your body ready for the actual putting the embryo in. Gotcha. And so that's like in your top hip, like oh. in the fatty part. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, we Good. went. So I go out the first time, consultation, come back, do all the stuff. Then I go out there and this is when I went by myself for a couple of days and then maybe Brett met me there because mm-hmm. I had to be there for getting all the eggs out the retrieval first. yeah the retrieval see i you forget all the official i know names. i only know them because i've been refreshed i'm lately. so impressed no <laughs> so you do the retrieval there and then and then you get the sperm and then they do, they create all the embryos and you go home and mm. then you wait and yes. you're freaking out yes. because you're like how many you know embryos am I going to get how many are are, are going to be you know normal and it's just like you're tearing your hair and you've out. already been through this situation yes. and yeah. it didn't turn out well right mm-hmm. it was it was it was really you know the waiting is the hardest part for yeah. sure so I got 23 eggs Great. Uh, and then it went down to like 15 you know implanted not implanted um were um you know um, the words. Uh, yeah. Zygo, um, uh, they <laughs> fertilized. were fertilized. 15 were fertilized. <laughs> and then it goes down from there. And then I got five normal. You got five normal Wait, eggs? Wait, how many did I get? Five made it to blastocyst? No, I got three normal embryos. 
Oh my goodness. I really shouldn't check the numbers before I came here. Oh I'm no, sorry. that's okay. Three normal embryos. Okay. So I put one in and oh. I got my baby, beautiful baby daughter and I have <gasps> you two. You have two more embryos? I have two more. Oh my God, mm-hmm. Amy. I know. Are you? I don't know, to be honest with yeah. you. Because. It's a journey. Of, uh, the hyperemesis gravidarum mm-hmm. is really intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I can go through that again, yeah. to be totally honest with you. And yeah. it's a crazy situation to be in, which I'm sure you've talked to a lot of people about. And you, we, I don't know if you've got a lot of friends who have embryos on ice, but mm-hmm. it's, it's I weird. A cu- I have a couple friends who are wondering what to do with their embryos. Yeah, it's weird. I'm just going to keep paying for their storage until I figure out, you know. But it's just it's a, it's a weird position to be in because you try so hard and then you're like, well, am I not going to use them? Like this is just seems wrong. I don't know. Well, they're it's so just... precious because you've put so much into getting them. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah they're of full course. of your hopes and dreams yes. and your money. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. Yeah. That's uh, something to think about. Something admit. to think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you don't have to. No, I'm not, not right now. I'm just trying it. to survive. So how old is your little girl? <laughs> she just turned two. Two. Oh, I know. Wow. Just last week. I can't even believe it. She's like, so it's cute. It's so weird. It's happened so fast. Wow. I know. I know. And she's great. I mean, she really is like amazing. She's the best thing you ever did. Would, would you say? I would, <laughs> I would say. The leading uh, question. <laughs> I'm going to put my shirt she's back. She's uh, yeah, above the 99th percentile in height. Really? And and weight. <laughs> but <laughs> she said that that's only because because she's so tall. It mm. evens out. So she's really 50th percentile in weight. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and it was at her doctor's appointment. She was like, we can extrapolate like how tall she might be. And I was like, are you serious? She's like. From the looks of this chart, she's going to be 5'10". I was like, no <gasps> way. Whoa. I know. That's hot. She's really hot tall, right? She's tall right now. I, Bill Brett's tall. So, yeah. You know what I mean? How tall is he? 6'2"-ish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's tall. Wow. I'm good, at, I'm good at taller, yeah, you're, you're, taller heights. You're pretty good at that. I always notice a man's height. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So are you going to do... Um, are you, you going to do IVF with your <laughs> eggs that are frozen? Uh, my thought when I started was that I would hold on to those eggs as long as I could in case a man came around down the road right. so that I could save those for him if I wanted to have a, a baby with him, I don't know, at 48 mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I met with my, my fertility doctor, I, I asked if that was a good idea and he said, yeah, we would want to do that anyway. We'd, I'd want to do IVF before using your frozen eggs. So I think there might be a higher chance of conceiving with IVF over frozen eggs anyway. Look, I don't know if this is true. This is just what I remember from when I met him in January or February. Yeah, I could be wrong. Like a fresh IVF cycle? I think so. Not using your frozen eggs? Yeah. Wow. That's what your doctor said now? The doctor said to do that before using the frozen eggs. What? Like I said, it was a while ago. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. And it makes sense because when you freeze your eggs, there's no guarantee that those eggs are going to work down the road. They have to survive being thawed and then fertilized. Plus, if you use your frozen eggs and they all fail, then you're going to have to do IVF anyway. But this time, you'll be two or three or four months older than you were when you did the first try. So... I don't know, guys. That's interesting because to me, that's kind of the point of freezing them. That's the doctor that you've been going to. Uh Uh-huh. And maybe it's because you you have decent eggs still, right? Mm -hmm. So if you didn't, you'd want the frozen I don't know for sure. I have eggs. I don't know if they're decent ones. Right. (laughs) And then Amanda and Amy had some questions for me. And then do you think if you're not pregnant, the next step would be IVF? 
Or would you try it? I mean, I didn't think so. I wouldn't think so. I know people do lots of IUIs before they go to IVF, but then it's like you have to try to figure out when you're spending too much money on, like, where's the balance? And you can never know. I, like, literally forgot this until right now. I had two IUIs. Oh, you did? I (laughs) completely and utterly forgot it. Before the first IVF? Before the first IVF. Gotcha. That is so crazy. You're on this ride. And it's and the most you meaningful just, you thing. You only see like, you know, to me, those were just like nothing compared to like the other stuff. There's insurmountable. Yeah. But like, I'm like, oh no, that was like a really big deal. Yeah. Like, and I remember thinking, how did this not work? Like, mm-hmm. that's what's so crazy about it. You yeah, know? you're putting sperm directly in directly. the line of fire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my egg is in the line of fire of these sperm. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So, but um, I I don't know. I mean, I think the odds are pretty darn good. Like, I mean, like you said. Oh, how many I mean, times? they're not that that good though. They're under eight percent. But you really? could do it probably mm-hmm. under eight. I think so. That's huh. crazy. That number's wrong. I don't know where I got it from. The success rate I think is closer to twenty percent, but. Also, that number could be wrong, and this is where I would usually go and research for hours on the internet, but what I found is that the numbers don't, it just, you never know. And so I don't know what, I don't know what the success rate is, but I'm going with 20% for right now. But you could do, how many IUIs would you say you're willing to do? Well, I was thinking, I was thinking three, but before I did my second, the doc was like, we might want to consider going to IVF if this next round doesn't work. After two... How much are they? I'm going to make a guess and say that IVF is about $15,000, including medication, and IUI is an average of $1,000 per cycle. Medication can be anywhere from a dollar to $1,000, and then you add on the sperm, which is seven, eight, nine hundred dollars depending on where you get the sperm from. And then if you want to add a second vial, you're paying for the cost of that vial, plus an extra fee for the extra IUI. At this point in my journey, in those two IUIs, I spent $5,000. And do you take medication dirt then, for the IUI? So you can do... The Clomid and stuff? I did Clomid the first IUI and I had two eggs that may or may not have ovulated or whatever. Oh, so the first one, my, my uterine lining wasn't thick enough. Uh-huh. I mean, it was it was pretty thin um, when we did the actual IUI. And so he put me on progesterone right away to make it thicker. But, but vaginal suppository is not butt shots right <laughs> yeah 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 i had to do those too yeah oh they're creamy <laughs> oh god they're disgusting, they're so I, disgusting. Was like the, I think that's like the worst part yeah you put them up there and you're just dripping oh, yeah, the stuff all day long hearing your podcast did and... i mention this on the podcast no but i remember hearing that you had to get the progesterone and i was like i was in the same situation mm. and that same um pharmacy you had to go to and everything oh, yeah. like i was in the same situation because i just wish and and this is the person i went to the first time around like why wasn't I like on progesterone the second you knew that I was pregnant? Like that just, there's a lot of things that pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, I'm okay. I'm moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, but it's weird. Like you don't realize how important it is and vital is that the right time you got to get that going. Um, oh, and so he thought that the, clo- cl- apparently Clomid uh, will fuck with your progesterone maybe or something so he thought we would do a different type of drug to make my ovaries produce more eggs um that one was called letrozole so i took that both of these were very cheap like a dollar at the pharmacy i don't understand why Hmm. but anyway (laughs) 
I was disappointed because I only had one egg. You know, there were eggs, other right. eggs growing, other follicles growing, but the one there was only one that was going to ovulate. Right. Um, and how, how many? Normally, it's two. Well, when you're on the meds, you get more than one. So oh, so you'll two. release several eggs yeah. in a cycle. Oh, yeah, that's wow. why you can get twins. <gasps> so the first time you did IUI was you only had one. The first time I did IUI, there were two eggs. Second time was one. There was only one, yeah, ready to go. But my uterine lining was nine and a half millimeters, which is twice as, not twice as much, two <laughs> millimeters more than what they want it to be. So mm. so that's, that's something. Nice. yeah. Anyway, so anyway, we'll find out in a couple of days, I guess. But um, that's it. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I'm really on the ground floor of this right now. And I'm, I feel like front and center, like VIP seats to like this <sighs> Molly experience that I'm so invested in and I'm just rooting for you. Oh God. And I just know it's going to turn out fantastic. I know it's going to work out great. Yeah. Whatever One. way, whatever path it takes to get there. Yeah. So I guess the next step is figuring out if I should... I mean, if I'm not pregnant, if I should do another... I want to do another. I want to do a third IUI. I just don't see why I wouldn't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. I got pregnant pretty easily the first time Yeah. after four rounds. So you ready to hear what I did, y'all? On July 2nd, I went in for an ultrasound with Dr. Kalen to figure out next steps. Mm -hmm. uh, when did your period begin? Really light spotting two day, Sunday and yesterday and heavy period now and today. crampy. Okay. Very crampy right okay. now. Okay. I don't want to tell. <laughs> so then he did the ultrasound and uh i got a little pissed off not at him at my ovaries all right so you just said there's only four follicles on the, on the, on the right, right side i don't get it okay left side though one two three four five six seven eight the left side looks good the right side is just kind of like it's just not as active. I mean, we see that sometimes. It's okay. Well, it was similar last month. It was like three and five last month. Okay. So, so this is better then. Like, your the month before your that was like nine and ten. I was not in the mood to have not as many follicles as the last month, but we finished the ultrasound and he told me to get dressed and meet him in his office. About to walk into Dr. Kalen's office and I'm in a shitty mood and I feel like I'm about to cry. So we'll see if I can hold it together. So... I think your ovaries look fine, all right? We're getting, there's some change from month to month. I don't think it's anything dramatic. This is sort of the normal variation from month to month. It doesn't, I don't think the fact that there was, you know, a few months ago there were more, and then it was less, and then more, this is pretty much par for the course. Okay. Your left ovary looks great. Your right ovary looks meh, yeah. all right? But that's okay. We kind of trade off. Um, but I'd say your, your left ovary looks well above average. So that's fine. So going forward now... Like, like the question, why have you not gotten pregnant? That's the first question here we have here. And, and the, the, the answer is that I, I can't say for sure. The nature of an IUI or any type of insemination or, or intercourse or home insemination, whatever, is that sperm is put into the reproductive tract at a time close to when the egg releases. But that's all that we really know. We don't know if the egg actually gets into the fallopian tube. If the egg gets into the fallopian tube, we don't know if the sperm actually meets it. If sperm meets it, we don't know if sperm and egg fertilize. And if it fertilizes, we don't know if it's a normal fertilization that can that, that can or can't implant. Or we don't even know if it does implant and then just stops growing after a little while. Um, and that's just because it happens within your pelvis. 
So that's like, that's just an area that we can't really assess. Mm -hmm. That's kind of frustrating, but it also doesn't mean that there's something wrong because we know that the success rates for an IUI, you know, in the best of circumstances, don't break really like 20%. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the fact that we've done two of them and we're not successful is not totally extraordinary. Right. Um, it doesn't make it any less frustrating, but... What are the percentages for IUI for my age? Is there a- I mean, we don't really break it down by age, but mm. IUI in general, like the peak of human fertility is really 20, maybe 25% per month. Mm-hmm. So for you, we're not dealing really with infertility. Mm-hmm. So we would kind of start at, you know, with the time we would start at like 20 to 25% a month and then kind of drop down a little bit based on right. age. Right. Okay. So that's where we're at, but like I don't want to just keep spinning our wheels. So what I would like to do going forward is a couple of things. We talked about all the different uh, IUI routes we could go with natural and then the medicated with Clomid or Letrozole or injectables, which you basically, hormones that you jab into your tummies. If we were to do something like go to IVF, yeah. that, that gives us our best chance for, it gives anybody their best chance for having a baby in any given month. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. It's expensive. It's time intensive. If I could just choose whatever we're going to do, I would probably just do that just right. because it's like... All that stuff I told you about not knowing about within the pelvis, mm-hmm. that's essentially accounted for. Right. The advantage is, in addition to just increased pregnancy with the cycle, is if we want to have more than one kid, hopefully we would have more than one embryo. We have it frozen, and we'd be able to, you know, have this frozen embryo at age 40, and then when you're 43 and you want to have a second kid, you have a 40-year-old embryo as opposed to trying to get pregnant again at 43. Mm-hmm. So there's some definite advantages to it. The right. downside to it is... is the main downside is just it's, it's expensive. Well, the expense for me is the main problem because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have any money and I'm, I, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, sorry, feeling emotional. It's okay. <laughs> um, but so tell me about the injectables and what, that, and what they are. And I mean, essentially, it's just a way to get you to release more eggs. Yeah. So the Clomid thins the uterine lining. Uh, do the injectables do anything like that? No. Okay. No, they don't. We, but they, 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 there's two downsides to the injectables. Mm-hmm. One is that they're expensive. Uh-huh. But they are like, for the clomid or is like 50 bucks or something like that. These medicines could be 500 Right. Um, number two, there's a chance you over-respond. Yeah, and then we and can't when, do it at all. Answer, right. What he's saying Not is that, that right. if I over-respond and I have too many large follicles that might ovulate, I could release too many eggs and I could end up having triplets, quadruplets, quintuplets, etc. And we don't want that. So we would have to cancel the whole cycle if that were to happen. So there's some definite, you know, risks we're encountering. In general, I prefer to avoid those and that's where I move on to IVF. Yeah. Because we start really the the cost starts to like ramp up and so and it starts at some point being like there's some actually elegant studies that look at cost effectiveness. Yeah. And people argue that it's much more cost-effective to skip that and go straight to IVF. Yeah. I th- I th- part of me is like, my body did this by itself. Right. Like, like why? Maybe why I should, But maybe I should just be doing it by myself again. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, that's reasonable. Or maybe my body is like, what are you doing with all these, with, with these drugs? Why don't you, like, do un- unmedicated uh, IUI again? <clears throat> I mean, or I don't know. I don't fucking know. Right. Well, nobody. <clears throat> the fact that you did this on your own is is great. It's good proof of concept. Um, but the fact also is that 
without knowing what what kind of embryo was implanting in you, we run the risk of having the same situation. Right, right, right. That's the last thing we need to happen. And the other thing that you've already told me this in the past, that uh, I have 16 frozen eggs. Right. You've told me that you think we should use, save those for later. Right, I forgot First, I wanted to do that in case I met someone down the line. But oh wow, I just got emotional again. This now we know what that this is about. Very, <laughs> this is very emotional stuff. It is. I mean, this is like it's hard. It's scary. This is not in general. This is not like how we you know. It's not we're in our uncharted territory. It's not like you've ever been in this situation before, and it's like it's it's a it's overwhelming. That's totally normal. Totally fine. Um, having those eggs is a great option. The truth of the matter is using them also is going to be more cost-effective cost than doing a whole IVF cycle. Right. So one option you would do is maybe maybe thaw eight of them. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you thaw eight, six of them will survive. And of those six, when did you freeze them? 37. So six survive. Of those six, four fertilize. And of those four... Two of them will grow blastocysts. And of those two, probably one will be normal. It's crazy. It's crazy. But that's not bad because, but at that point, we probably just put both of those in. Right. And not like go through all the cost and expense and all that stuff. Like, we're not gonna, we're just get them in there and give it a shot. Yeah. That's what I think we would do. So I could do half and maybe have half a chance later on down the line. Yeah. I think that this month, IUI is what I think. <laughs> Before you tell me what you think. Okay. What do you think this month? Were you going to say nothing? I was, I was going to say... His suggestion was IUI with injectables, but also the option of doing an IUI, natural, no clomid, or letrozole. And eventually I decided that I would go for injectables and be more aggressive. Oh my gosh, we're getting close to an hour and I have so much more to say, so I'm just going to summarize. I left the doctor's office and I went and I got my injectables. They were $580. I used Folistim. That night I went home and I stabbed myself in the stomach. I got my mom on the phone so she could force me to do it. It's all on the Patreon if you want to watch it. And, you know, here's a sample. Okay, one, two, three. No, 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 no. One. Don't, don't. And I did that for five days. Then I went back in for another checkup. He checked me out. I had a bunch of large follicles on my left ovary. And my right ovary was still like basically asleep. Oh, then he had me by the overdrill shot, which is a trigger shot, which would cause me to release my eggies. I did the trigger shot at 11 a.m. last Wednesday. And then 24 hours later, I went back to his office and he did the insemination. There's so much I want to tell you about the IUI and the big old follicles that were on my left ovary, but I don't have time. So I'm just going to put the IUI on my Patreon page and you can watch the whole thing on the screen. That's patreon.com forward slash spermcast. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N forward slash spermcast. 
And now I'm six days past IUI. I'm in the two-week wait and I'll do a pregnancy test on Thursday, July 25th. But for now, I'm trying not to think about it too much. Instead, I'm trying to think about possible next steps if this round doesn't work. Another round of IUI, IVF with my frozen eggs, a whole new IVF cycle, or maybe I just go back to the way I was doing it before, turkey baster style, and find myself another known donor. Back to Amy and Amanda. All right. Amanda, <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> Amanda, thanks for coming. Amy, we really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, and really Amy, this was also story. this was also my opportunity to ask you if you would be my new co-host <laughs> <laughs> or just the host. <laughs> Molly, you could run this. I'll go get a drink. Now, uh, when you do get pregnant. Uh, hit me up. I'll give you some mother advice, some oh, motherly girlfriend. advice. I'm uh, going to need it. I can't wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for that. Well, I we'll, can't. I we'll can't get either. You, we'll get you on the line, Amanda. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I'm gone now. Amy's the host and you're the technician. <laughs> okay. Anyway, love you guys. Love you, Molly. Thanks, Thanks for having me. <laughs> And that's the show, everybody. Thank you so much, Amy Phillips. Don't forget you can catch her on Reality Checked with Amy Phillips on Radio Andy on Sirius XM every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Amanda, thank you for putting up with me. Dr. Kalen, you're my favorite. Mom, thanks for making me take those shots. And thank you again to all of my new Patreon subscribers. If you want to sign up to be a patron, it's patreon.com forward slash spermcast, and you'll have access to all kinds of fun, exclusive content. If any of you want to reach out with questions, advice, commiseration, feel free to email me at spermcast at gmail.com or call me or text me at 323-741-1818. You can also send me direct messages on Instagram at spermcast. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter at spermcast and spermcast, spermcast, spermcast. Oh, next week on the show, James Kirkland is back. Do you remember James from episode one of Spermcast? He was my co-host on my first episode and then I replaced him with Amanda. But anyway, James slid up into my DMs the other day and offered up his sperm, and um, we're going to talk about it. He may have been joking, but I'm seriously interested. Last thing, if you want to see Spermcast succeed, if you want to see me get pregnant, then you're going to have to go to iTunes right this very instant and rate and review the show. I'm not kidding you. I refuse to get pregnant until I have at least 300 ratings on iTunes. Do you hear me right now? Visibility, people. The more you rate and review, the more people will hear about this show, the more money I can make, the more I can afford to get these treatments and raise a healthy child. Okay, it's up to you. Goodbye. Love you. He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall, funny, smart, love basketball, from gay to straight, black to white, tiny ass with an underbite, I just need sperm, sperm cast. An Erios production. Powered by ACAS. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>